What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Back with another episode of All Gear No Game. First of all, late I, night edition. Yeah, very. It's what usually is it? we do this early in the day, and it's like nine something. Yeah, so the camera quality probably won't be that good. But anyways, I wanted to do because Bcomp she gonna be bye bye. Yeah, I thought last week's episode was my last one, but we're being strategic right now because I'm gonna be gone for a week in Hawaii, so we're pre-filming. Yeah, and usually now there's not a ton of dropouts because of COVID. Even though there were a couple that are going that got added onto this upcoming card, there hasn't been too many situation so Drop we're not gonna, there's not gonna that's not gonna be a worry like it was earlier in our lives during co- the whole entire covid break when it seemed like everyone we had a card and then at least card. four or five fights yeah someone like started with 15 or 16 then there was like 11 yeah. or something but anyways got our toes done for the very first time oh my god i can show them <laughs> can you actually <gasps> how I did got, you get it up there she got orange i got orange for the giants and no, also not for the is it hot in here i'm dude it is so hot in here we're like sweating wow. um well orange i just think is very in right now it goes with a lot of things and it's a bright neon color i'm gonna be in hawaii it's like tropical so that is my reasoning kellen picked it out too mm-hmm. I'm mostly just because it reminded me of she has a special swimsuit that she wears it's he orange doesn't he's not a a fan of it <laughs> well we just had a bad experience there one time when i was wearing it so he associates <laughs> bad experience with my swimsuit which does not go together but that is it's how not the swimsuit works. or anything the swimsuit looks great on her oh it was just oh the whole does thing. It? <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay next subject but getting my toes done my toes are basically beautiful anyway so literally they, they like barely, barely even did cut anything. or did anything. they did a little bit of cuticle did a little bit of pumice stone and then she just like massaged my legs for um yeah at least you got a longer massage because i was getting a, a painting done <laughs> i was getting painted he was going to work on the nails like, i thought that imagine if you didn't. i thought for sure that you would be able to get a like a they would still give you like a clear coat or like clear polish no is I that not a thing i, I thought think that would have been a thing it is a thing maybe next time we go we'll have to pick out a clear coat for you I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm not down for the clear coat. Um, guys. So, ladies out there, convince your boyfriend to go get his toes done with you. It's it's really worth it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was so tickly. I was worried it was going to be tickly. But Same. We were looking at each other. And I'm like laughing. And the people that were doing it, they're like, what? What are you laughing at? And he's like, oh, she's ticklish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really ticklish, so I'm really surprised that I didn't laugh more. Anyways, the fights this weekend... They're pretty freaking fire. I mean, top to bottom. I know I say this about almost every other car, every card out there, but this one, I watch. I rewatched the prelims when I got home from doing the foot stuff with Bianca. That sounds weird. <laughs> after do, after getting like a, the pedicure with Bianca, I we came home and watched all the prelims. They were so easy to watch because most of them were like first or second round finishes, like the Mickey Gall, the Sajara Eubanks, and um, even the Punelli Soriano versus. Um. Brendan Allen Allen that fight was crazy and it was action-packed the whole entire 15 minutes but I just want to go through that card a little bit get my thoughts and I was going through the bantamweight rankings today and I mean just a whole entire bantamweight like you can play matchmaker with so many I like I'll get to the, I'll talk about this right now before we get into the fights the whole entire bantamweight division is so I mean I talk about it almost every podcast it is so stacked we know this I won't get into that anymore but the bantamweight division is confusing in multiple aspects. One, in a way that there's so many different matchups and different styles. So 
like in the Randy Cost versus Adrian Giannis fight, Adrian Giannis, he's so good and everything, but we saw a guy like Randy Costa who's longer kind of give him problems. So it's really interesting. The matchups are so the body types and the frames are so vastly different in the bantamweight division that it makes for just unpredictability. Yeah. Because there's some guys we saw it with Corey Sanhagen, even though Corey Sanhagen is kind of an anomaly. We saw it with TJ Dillashaw where TJ really struggled to get him to the ground unless, unless Corey Sanhagen did something sporadic or a spinning move yeah. to get him to the ground. Like T that's TJ, even though TJ did really good on the feet and stuff, Corey was definitely more sharp landing the bigger shots. And you could tell that TJ couldn't do much to control Corey. And that was, that's a lot of what like TJ wants to control you. He wants to get you on the ground or he, cause he couldn't do anything when he had him up against the fence. Corey got out of it. When Corey was on the ground, Corey got up at will. Like, yeah, it just, the whole Bainsweight division is super confusing. Cause if you match one really good guy up with another good guy, yeah. if there's, the body frame that just makes for really tough fights because Randy Costa that fight I predicted I never got a post out because I wanted to talk about how I want to start doing for each episode I want to start talking about how I want to have like a fight of the night prediction uh-huh. a performer of the night and then like the main main event pick and I was going to pick Adrian Yannis versus Randy Costa I just want to get that out there I thought that was gonna be fight of the night even though the main event ended up being fight of the night and honestly almost even a fight of the year candidate wouldn't you say <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight back and forth. You, you watched the whole entire main event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. But like, I think there's a clear winner. You know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. What did you think it was? Did you think it was two two going into fifth? Round? I thought it was two two, but I thought the fifth round definitely went to. You were confused Corey. when all the announcers were saying that the first round went to TJ. Yeah, because I think DC they yeah. thought that the first round went to yeah. T- DC T- was saying like first round was definitely teachers. I was like, but how all you- he was doing was holding his back. <laughs> like he didn't have him on the ground. He didn't do anything but hold him. I agree. Like I don't think that should count. Mm-hmm. But I guess in like the judges' eyes, sometimes that does count as a point. Right. I mean, I was really impressed with TJ though. He pushed the pace the entire time. There was no yeah. feeling out process whatsoever. I was pretty. They impressed. just got right into their to their face, and he did not care. Like he faced adversity big time early. Like apparently his camp was pretty rough, and then his knee, his I think it was his left knee. It was obviously unstable. Like he couldn't. There was that one portion I forget. Was it the first round when he got hurt, and then that upcoming round next, he tried to do like a fast like twitch movement, and you could tell that it wasn't super stable. And then obviously his cut from his camp got busted open with a huge um, shot from Corey. So I thought TJ did a really good job. Like he pushed the. Yeah, he, it was like, definitely a he good the first fight, fight to Corey back the like, entire time. No, it was action packing. Yeah, in my opinion, there was big shots the, the entire. The fact that it went all five rounds is crazy. I kind of expected that a little bit. Really, I honestly, dude, some of those rounds were so close though. You, I just feel really bad for Corey, but obviously he got this little um, pinky promise from Sean Shelby saying that he, he'll be he, he'll be one more fight away from the title, and I think that that's definitely fair given the fact that this fight could have went either way. I mean, there are there. I was surprised to actually look in the comment sections of some of the Instagram um, posts and just kind of social media or surrounding this fight. I was surprised to see how many people were okay with the TJ Dillashaw decision. Because, man, if you think about it, Corey, like you said, he landed the cleaner shots, never was really in trouble. There might have been a few combinations that had Corey moving backwards where he got caught, but nothing even happened really on the ground where you could cleanly say that 
Corey lost like I mean like obviously he lost some rounds but they were so close and I don't know in my opinion that the the Corey rounds were more definitive than the TJ rounds I don't know um but overall TJ looks so good for not fighting and like ring rust is not a factor for him at all and Corey, I thought he almost was going to pull off another Frankie Edgar knee because that almost hit TJ pretty square in the jaw, which was pretty reminiscent of the Frankie Edgar knockout. But TJ absorbed every strike, kept, like I keep saying. He kept moving forward, and that made for a fantastic fight. Speaking of coming forward or just, just an absolute gritty fight, I watched that Brendan... Allen fight versus Punahele Soriano. Punahele has got to be one of the toughest guys in the middleweight division. Oh, yeah. And no, and then also Brandon Allen Allen has to be one of the toughest guys because he ate about six or seven knockout blows from Puna and he ate him clean on the chin. There was one in about, I think it was the third round where Puna just hit him clean, square in the jaw. You could see his snot rocket fly out of Brendan's face and or out of his mouth or whatever. And he took it and then came back right away because you know how you can sometimes see in the slow-mo some people lose it for a second they're like oh i'm gone i'm kind of wobbly he got clipped on the jaw chin moved just like snap he gets right back his neck he just aligns right back focuses right back in on puna i'm like how is that even physically possible i mean that must be so demoralizing in a way for puna because he's used to just knocking people out cold so yeah brendan's an absolute monster and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in this upcoming fight night because he wants that rematch against sean strickland and sean strickland he kind of he <laughs> pieced up brendan allen allen for sure but it was at a catch weight and who knows that that definitely can play a bigger factor in the fight but i'm just yeah it's it's kind of a little bit concerning considering how much brendan gets popped and with the power of Sean and his like just straight jab, it just beat him to the punch. Like, no pun intended. Every time, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And then, so just to go through some of the fights, like this, honestly, could when I look back, like doing like a review episode, uh-huh. this is probably gonna be one of the cards of the year. And Dillashaw versus Saint Hagen is definitely one of the fights of the year, in my opinion, because just the, the constant back and forth. Um, but the Sajara Eubanks, she looks so good. I think she, ba- I think she bounced, she bounced back from a loss, and she came back down to flyweight. I want to say, and she, Elise Reed, she had nothing uh-huh. for Sajara. Sajara got on top of her and ground and pounded, and finally got that dub. And then Arce, Julio Arce, I was pleasantly surprised. Like Andre Yule is absolutely no slouch. He's so tricky on the feet, and he's he does weird angles. He throws shots from weird angles. And he's just really tough and throws absolute heat seekers. But Arce, he kind of, he, uh, from the angle I was watching the TV, he looked like a lot like uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. But he's so good and his um, kicks are insane. And just the way that he kind of put together combinations after, because Andre would throw like one punch. Yeah. And then he would just like try to piece him up after. Because uh. Andre had the, always has usually the length. Like the reach True, yeah. advantage on people. So Arce looks so good. <laughs> I was surprised he's really underrated. People kept tweeting that in on the little broadcast. They're that like, this guy, really underrated. not enough people know about this guy. And I think he was at 145. He has a win over Dan Ige or something. And now he's at 135 just to add on to the absolutely stacked bantamweight division. Dang. Good for him, though. He's a stud. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I was looking through the top on topology and a different website i was looking through like the top 50 
to like a hundred and I'm like, yeah, no, that guy is like, no, all of these guys, yeah. you know, it's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. It's freaking insane. And then Mickey Gall, I was pumped to see him get, get back in the wing column because it's been kind of tough sledding. He's had to fight some good guys like Mike Perry and even like Diego Sanchez, but it was good to see him get that double with Jordan Williams. You didn't really get to see much of Jordan Williams because, um, I mean, Jordan Williams is good, but you didn't get to see much of it because, Mickey cracked him early, and I think he was just trying to collect himself the entire time. Uh, and but Mickey kind of just he kept he looked really good on the feet, and then eventually sunk in that choke. And it was not a long fight at all. But I was pumped to see him get a dub because he's a grinder. He's been in the UFC for a minute, and yeah, you just want to see a guy like that succeed because you can tell he's been working super duper hard. Um, because he's been in the UFC for a fat second and he was so young when he came in and now he's 29 so hopefully he gets into a groove and gets into his prime because he can just be another really good addition to the welterweight division because it's another division that if you're good at grappling that you, that's that's good <laughs> yeah. because that's one of the scariest divisions yeah. to be in if you're not a good grappler like good thing Vicente Lucas got good takedown events because he's probably the best striker in that division that's what everybody's gonna that's the path to victory for sure exactly. the michael chiesa versus vicente luque fight is gonna be freaking unreal it's gonna be the because I, I was gonna mention that a little bit that the vicente luque versus michael chiesa i mean who's next we've seen the same guys kind of fluctuate throughout the entire um welterweight division it's like jorge masvidal kamar uzman colby covington mm-hmm. um Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley. We need to get somebody new yeah. in there. And Michael Chiesa, that's going to be, he's a stud. And then Vicente Luque, obviously, he can hang with him. And he need, and he's yeah, Gilbert's teammate. So he can, like, Loki, they can put, like, the story around that he can avenge somebody, one of his <laughs> teammates' losses. You know what I mean? That's but cute. beating, uh, what's his face? Kamara is going to be new, easy to ask for money. <laughs> For sure. So Mickey Gall did really good. And then Nasruddin Imavov, his only kind of slip up was to Phil Hawes, but everybody slips up to Phil Hawes because he's, like I say, every podcast, he's an absolute Mack truck. So <laughs> Nasruddin, he looked really good on the feet, though. And, and Ian Heinish is an absolute stud. He couldn't get, he landed some good shots on Nasruddin, but Nasruddin has a chin. We saw so many guys with good chins on this yeah, card. Dude. Some guys got hit clean, like most, like, Probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the population is going to be in a hospital yeah, bed after yeah, exactly. Like that. And some of these guys Literally, take it. How? I don't understand how you train for that. You don't like you can't. Well, I was listening to a podcast like Michael Bisping training, like play, like sparring with his son, and he was popping his son in the face. He's like, I need he he needs to learn how to get like punched in the face. But it's like, oh my god, awful, how do you like, train for? Be- <laughs> <laughs> he needs stu- to learn. His son's a stu- dude. It is freaking warm. It's a warm yeah, day. Yeah, I know. I'm hot. I'm really happy that they had me. I've got some drama to tell you after this. So Bad drama? Yeah. With who? My dad. Aww. My family. Yup. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Bro, I was listening to like Bobby Lee and Tom Segura on a podcast. Uh-huh. Some of the, the stuff, stuff they, that talk they talk about, about their they can, family issues like, and stuff. Cancel culture, oh, bro. Yeah. Like, how is that not a thing? Like it's so funny. Like they could talk about anything. Because they're they want. comedians, so I feel like they get away with a lot. Yeah, it's so great. I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> Some of these things that they say is just a wow. You're like, how is this? It's not, good entertainment how is for this me, not but viral. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Some of it is viral. It gives I see me a lot confidence. Of it. it gives me confidence in what you say. Yeah, because I'm like. If oh, I say something controversial, uh, yeah, no, not compared to them. No, it's literally just about a fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking about somebody's literal race. Yeah, or whatever, like they do, like it's yeah. crazy. But um, 
Are we talking about the next upcoming fights now? Well, one sec. Yeah, we will. Nasadim Imbov, Ian Heinish. Nasadim looks so good on the feet. Okay, moving on. Oh, okay, that was <laughs> next. The next one was the Brendan Allen fight versus Puna. That was a fantastic fight. Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. I picked that to be freaking fighter than I and it was for as long as it lasted for Adrian Yanez he turned he absolutely flipped that switch in the second round and just started cracking Randy he hit him with a body shot that dropped him and then he he like split the guard with an uppercut or something and but Randy is looked really good he looks so good against Jordan Newsom he's gonna be back he his frame is phenomenal for the mantelmate division then Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick that was a tough one there's a couple decisions on here where it was like oh god you know the I don't know if the uh judges got it right here but i thought miranda maverick definitely was 2-0 but it was like all the rounds were super competitive and macy barber it's nice to see her get back in the win column like i'm not super mad at it but you can definitely make the case that miranda won the first two rounds but macy's a really good she was really good on the feet she cracked miranda a few times but miranda she's a super good fighter both of these girls are they're on the come up for sure they're gonna be the future like of women's fighting for sure. And then Darren Elkins, what more can you say? He weathered that early storm with Derek Minner. Derek Minner is still young, like getting to be in his, he's still in his prime for sure. But Darren Elkins, it's so fun to see him like just weather the storm, take all the damage and then just take the dub. That's what he did against Eduardo Garagori, and that's what he did against Derek Minner. I can't wait to see who they match him up with next. I'm going to see him take a little bit of a break, let that skin, like he said in his post-fight post, post press conference, you know, his skin's like paper. It cuts super-duper easily. <laughs> so we need that to um, freaking heal up. But I am I really like watching him fight. He's so much fun. He takes – he it, you would I don't know what you have to – you would have to hit that guy. I don't even know what you have to hit him with to take him out because – He's an absolute savage. And now getting to the co-main, Kyler Phillips, one of the most exciting fighters. He did not, in that first round, I have to apologize. I got to give it to Hallian. Give it up to Hallian Paiva. He did so well. He was so tough. Again, that Zalgashub-Magula fight, I was a little salty. That's why I kind of gave him kind of not the most love because <laughs> I thought Zalgas did really well in that fight and the judges seemed to just blow that aside and give the fight to Hallian. But yeah. Hallian did really well. I guess that weight cut, his frame is actually really good for Bantamweight. He's really long. He was a huge 125er. But he took some absolute knockout blows. And his chin was iron. And probably if you give it about one more, 60 more, 30 more seconds, he probably would have been out of it in the first round. But Because mm-hmm. I would have... If there was any fight that I would bet my livelihood on, I was going to say that Kyler Phillips would win this fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he did because that first round was easily a 10-8 because he got absolutely dismantled. He got wobbled like three times. He got dropped like twice, I want to say, or something like that, dude. Like, it, 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 maybe not twice, but he got absolutely cracked. And Kyler's so much fun, but he was like, I just don't understand. This goes back to the... Timur Valia versus Howney Barcelos fight. It's like, how can you give the other guy a fight when, like, it's like kind of hard to explain. I mean, I don't know how to word this right. If Kyler Phillips knocks you down, and then Howley and Piven never does that to you, how can you give a fight to the other guy? I don't know. It's like it's like hard to explain. I guess that's not the whole entire fight. Like you have to look into other stuff. But because Hallian did get his shots in, I don't know. I think, but all I know is Kyler absolutely balled out, regardless of what the judge's decision was. And Hallian, kudos to him. He got a three fight win streak now, or whatever it is. I think it's three fight win streak. 
something like that. Because he he beat yeah he beat Mark De La Rosa and then Zogus and then he got that dub off Kyler, which is an absolutely massive dub. But I think if you fight Kyler Phillips nine times out of ten, I don't think that that fight's gonna go very well for Hallian. Yeah, and it didn't. Um, and then the main event, we already kind of talked about this a lot. We obviously, well, my opinion, I think Corey won. And I was hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and I I I, I'm, I was pumped to see TJ look so good, but yeah that's that that was it was just an insane card top to bottom like i'm not just saying that at all no it was i was very shocked yeah even from what i saw and i didn't even see the whole card and Mm. it was good but you just basically saw the main event and that was all you really needed to see (laughs) exactly for sure okay now onto the sean strickland card dude like it's an absolute sleeper card you're not going to get to see a lot of big names here you're going to see like like brian barbarina like it's a scrapper you're gonna see like chris grusmacher ultimate fighter he's a stud danny chavez versus kai kamaka um like you're gonna see some guys on here that you have no idea who they are but i'm gonna try my best to fill you in and tell you guys like why you should tune in so to start off zaruka dashev i mean he's a really good striker he's gonna be fighting ryan benoit who hasn't fought ryan benoit hasn't fought since he lost to tim elliott and zaruka dashev he's He's a really good striker. Like he's a kickboxing champ. Um, he lost to uh, I, the first time I watched him fight. He fought uh, Tyson Nam. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Tyson Nam, and then he lost to Sumu Darji. And if you look at those matchups, like he's lost his first two fights in the UFC, but Sumu Darji, his left hand is from absolute hell, and his Tyson Nam was a pretty bad like stylistic matchup for him. And but that that Tyson Nam fight, I believe. That was at like 135 or something. And that was what they weighed in at. And now when he moved down to fight Sumu Darji at 125, he looked his frame looked a lot better. Like he was more cut up. And so I'm really looking forward to this fight. I think that Saru can get this job done. I mean, he's a really good striker, but Ryan Benoit, he looked actually pretty good. Like he had some good moments against Tim Elliott. And Tim Elliott's a tough out every single time. And then the next fight, I'm not going to talk about all of them just for the sake of time, but... Um, Orion uh, Kosuke or how, how dude I feel so bad Kosuke how do you even say that name let me see Orion Orion Kosuke 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 I don't know I don't know but he's gonna be fighting Phil Rowe and Phil Rowe he's like I think this is actually Orion he was a Dana White contender series guy and this is gonna be his UFC debut and it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough tough battle because Philip Rowe for being a 170 pounder i think he's like six three like he's super long dude yeah he's six three he has an 80 <laughs> inch re- reach span like Dang. reach reach span. 80 <laughs> it's dummy. been a long day he's so good i mean he he like he fought gabe green in his ufc debut i think yeah you well yeah he was in the dana white contender series but he's so good like he can crack you he can stay on the outside and he's super long to watch and it's just really fun watching some of these guys that look like they don't belong in a certain weight class fight like it's super dope to see so i really watch out for um philip Rowe here because he looks like an anomaly though he's like a neil magny type body and so he's really fun to watch and then trevin jones fighting ronnie lawrence uh, i think both of their fights like fell out or something so they're fighting each other now and so trevin jones he had an absolutely baller knockout against mario bautista who's an absolute savage so i'm i'm honestly looking for um trevin jones to get this dub just given the fact where is he from again 
I think he's from. Oh yeah, he's Friday Night at Guam. That's right. Yeah, he's he. That's cool. He looks. He looked really good. Mario Bautista is. Uh, he's so good. He's another really good bantamweight. And Ronnie Lawrence, he's good. I, I mean, I haven't really watched him a whole bunch, but I did watch his Vince Cachero fight. So, I don't really know. I just am really looking forward to the uh, Turbin Jones because he shaved. I did. It looks so good. I just Dude, realized the freaking hair that was in the sink or whatever. It looks so long. You it was like crazy. Probably shaved a ton off. Actually, I didn't realize how long they were. I know. I just saw some in your hair. I know. I was getting on my nerves. Like I was like, because I can't grow hair. I was gonna say this. <laughs> I need a uh, like right here. I can't grow hair you at all. The, so I need to called? get Roman. Ro- Rogaine. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. But you know that get Roman. You know those like commercials. Oh, like the yeah, ED yeah, and like the hair growth. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be sponsored by those guys because I need to fill in my beard. Literally in. just right there too. He like has a bald <laughs> patch and it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I need to get sponsored by somebody who can grow hair here <laughs> for me. I need a hair transplant. You just got to take a little bit of hair off my head and put it. No, that wouldn't even work. That would not that even That would work. be weird hair then. Yeah. Okay, guys. Ashley over to Fry. I'm going with Jinyu Fry here because she looked really good. And I think it was her last time. I, yeah. Versus uh, Gloria De Paula. She looked really good. And Ashley Yoder. She's good too. But I don't know. I like Jin Yu here. But now getting on to my. I For this card. I'm doing like fight of the night. Performance of the night. And um, like main event pick. And for this one. This upcoming fight. Danny Chavez versus Kai Kamaka. This is easily going to be my fight of the night. Because Danny Chavez. Really? He, in his last fight out. Uh, it was against. Um. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Some, Jared Gordon he or something. He looks like a badass. He yeah, Jared Gordon. Yeah, Danny Chavez. He throws bombs like he comes at you and he throws freak. They, the match speakers knew exactly what they were doing with this because he's he's yeah. literally his nickname is the Colombian Warrior and that's how I would describe his fighting style because he he kind of gasses out a little bit because he throws so much heat, but they match him up with the perfect guy Kai Kamaka who had a um. Like, fight of the night win against Tony Kelly. And then his last time out versus uh, TJ Downtown Brown. He lost a split decision, and it was flames. So, like, both of these guys throw absolute bombs. So, you have, absolutely have to tune in for this. Kai Kamaka is so good. Like, both of these guys at 145, they're studs. Like, they're at different points in their career. Danny Chavez, he's, like, mid-30s, and Kai Kamaka is younger. He's, like, in his mid-20s. So, it's going to be a really good fight. I honestly thought that um, Kai could have got the dub against tj brown his last time and i think he's taking this fight on shorter notice because i think danny chavez is his fight fell through but they this was this is going to be one of the better fights on the card i think in my opinion yeah it's gonna be crazy that's sick yes you have to send me videos of it i will i will uh, oh oh yeah like and I, yeah and i have one more after we're done talking about this one sick thing that we have to react to like it's so dope um, and then Chris Grusmach versus Rafa Garcia. Rafa, I think he made his UFC de- debut on sh- like against Nasrat Hakpara. So thanks <laughs> UFC for fucking me over. You know, like like that's so hard. Like that's such a good fighter to have your UFC debut against. So he's getting a, a fight against Chris Grusmacher who lost to Alexander Hernandez. And his last time out, Chris is he's like are these, these just the prelims? Yeah, these yeah these are some really good. Chris Grusmacher, he's a stud. So that's going to be another absolute banger of a fight. And then kind of skipping through a little bit, like Munir Lazez is a really good fight. He His one fight with uh, Abdul Razak al Hassan, he has a chin of steel. 
like Wu Yunan, Yanan is really good. But there's this is this is what I was gonna say. This card is a little bit of a learning card for me. Like I'm gonna have to. It's not really, a lot of people you know very I'm well. A, well, I know a few of them, but there are some guys like as such. Yeah. That I'm not super duper familiar with. So it's gonna be cool to put them yeah. into the put faces to names yeah, and watch exactly them. but numunir lizaz looks good but then my performance of the night i'm going with brian barrana because he looked he's like an absolute stud he's fought some of the best of the best in the 170 pound division like a beast yeah he's fought like Kobe covington vicente luque and leon edwards like those are the best and randy rubai brown and, and then he, he's lost to them yeah but that still like those are, those are the studs yeah yeah those are the studs of the division and then he's he beat anthony ackman ivy in his last time out so Sick. yeah i'm really looking forward to, and he's fighting who, who oh yeah jason witt who jason witt is good but he got his last time out was kind of tough i think uh matt semmelsberger i watched this at frosty's house he really? hit he cracked him with the hook and got him out way early like oh. i think it was like a 15 second knockout or something yeah round one 16 seconds 16 second knockout Some, something like it was really it quick right there? matt yeah. semmelsberger yeah he, he he oh yeah it was it was like a counter or something and he freaking cleaned him Damn. his clock so i'm looking for brian i like i want jason witt to do good to have a little bit of a comeback performance but i think brian's gonna put on the show because i think he came off like stomach surgery or something weird so he was still probably a little hesitant in there but after a little bit of more time i'm sure he's even more comfortable in there to mm-hmm. put on a good performance so i'm pumped for that and then another guy smiling sam alvey like you always want to see this guy do good because he's fought some really cl- tough guys like superman span and julian marquez and he's put up some great performances against these guys despite being like 35 years old and he's not the most like gifted like skill wise like athletic wise but he just stands in there you can take a punch with the best of them so like i'm really pumped for him i really want him to get a dub here but kopilov is roman kopilov i mean like if your name's roman kopilov <laughs> you're probably a really good fighter like who i don't even really i think i've seen him fight he lost That's to carl so robertson so dude there's the door is open here yeah, the door is. is absolutely open for sam alvey i want him to get a dub so mad he's so nice he's like such a nice guy <laughs> and he's kind of got screwed over because i like he, that that's his name smiley sam yeah he puts like a freaking smiley face in his Hair. head every time yeah yeah okay now we'll like there's some other guys like honey yaya's good cheyenne boys lost her debut but she's good and then chris Dawkins, this co-made event that's going to be a really good one i think chris Dawkins might get the dub here chris and kyle like it must be so sick to have your brother you you and your brother like killing it absolutely because yeah. kyle has a fight lined up with uh kevin holland which is going to be a big one Dang. and then if chris Dawkins can win this fight right here against um abdur rakhmanov <laughs> abdur rakhmanov the only person that could pronounce no. these names somewhat abdur rakhmanov abdur rakhmanov abdur rakhmanov okay something okay. like that i've never seen him fight right. before because he hasn't fought since the habib poirier fight i don't think habib. yeah dude he hasn't fought since habib poirier and that was Damn. when i was at up and i barely watched any fights so Why and he's had there? a bunch of fights against like Cyril Gaon, Augusta Sakai, and then that all got canceled. so those are like the best of the best. So dang, yeah, I'm excited for that because I haven't really seen him fight. So it's gonna be interesting. And then the obviously the main event. This is the main juice. I mean, both of these guys are really good, but I don't know if they're on the level of the champ right now. Nobody really is. The closest guy is Robert Whitaker, but you can make some really fun fights with these guys. So I've heard of Uriah Hall, but I've never heard of the other guy, Sean, Sean. Strickland. Yeah, Sean Strickland. Yeah, not not a lot of people know. Probably like 
ca- like casual casual fans probably know about him because what's his nickname tarzan oh maybe i have heard of him then but he's really good like he put up a really good performance against christoph jaco who's good but the one like performance that really stood out like stood out to me was when he fought brendan allen allen and i was on the brendan allen allen i was all in on brendan (laughs) but he just his jab and his striking just nullified everything brendan could do but it was at a catch weight so maybe cutting those extra five pounds like that's a big deal at 185 pounds so i mean like yeah like that that obviously was a disadvantage for brendan because he was sean's a big dude in there like he was noticeably bigger than like not noticeably but he's a he was pretty big compared to brendan and brendan's not a small person so this is going to be really good i don't think this is going to go to the ground at all it's going to come down to who's the better striker in my opinion and so and uriah uriah like he he's so dynamic on the feet but i don't know i mean uriah probably has a better resume so far in terms of who he's beaten but sean strickland he's on the up and he's on the rise dude so <laughs> and either way like if you lose this fight it's no biggie you still there's so there's a bunch of really good contenders at the middleweight division that you're gonna get a big fight and if you just keep getting in if you just keep if you put together like two three fight win streak you're right back in the picture yeah especially exactly. if your name's already up there so i i don't know i, I might be sleeping on your right hall a little bit but I really like Sean Strickland. Like I like his attitude. I like listening to him talk. Like he's kind of like a heel, a little bit, and he just says what's on his mind. And that's really, I don't know. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch. Like he'll talk crap to you while you're fighting. Like if you're not doing good, I forget what fight it was. It was the, uh, oh, dude, was it M- like Marshman or something? Yeah, Jack Marshman fight. Like he was talking to him. He's like, Jack, is that all you got? Is that all you got, Jack? But they're Dang. like playing around. They're like, yeah, they're like having fun, you know. But is, are they? Yeah. <laughs> what is it that you wanted us to react to? UFC 267 is free. Pay-per-view. Glover Teixeira versus... Why is it free? Huh? It's because the timing is all jacked up, which is absolutely sickening because what we get a free mean? championship pay-per-view. We get to watch Aljamain Sterling battle Piotr Jan for the 135-pound title, and we get to Glover Teixeira versus Jan Blahovic for the 205-pound title. So it's because they is- wanted it in prime time in the Middle East, and so since the timing, it's like 8 p.m. Eastern. It's like 11 a.m. Eastern in America, so instead of like struggling to get numbers, they're just going to like have it free on ESPN slash uh, ESPN Plus, so like everybody can watch it. It's like the first time cool. forever since like UFC 138 or something. Wow. Yeah, so we don't have to pay freaking 70 bucks. For and like- what day is this fight on? Hmm? What day is this fight on? This uh fight, this is October. Let me see, UFC 267. It so far it looks like really good. You have um October 30th. October 30th. Yeah, it's you're on a Saturday. Right. That's oh. how every UFC is. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Why I think it was <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's been a long time. Oh day. my god. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it's on a Saturday. Yeah, but Literally the cool thing is you're Saturday. getting Hamza Chamayev on this card versus Li Jing Lang. Lang. Li Jing Lang. That's Dude, so did cool. Brendan Shop call him Ling Jingling? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Jingling. And then we you always laugh at that guy. Michael Olesheyjek, who's really good. Um, he beat Modestus Bokowskis. That's going to be on that card. And then Amanda Heboss is trying to avenge her, like get her victory back after losing to Marina Rodriguez. And then she's fighting mm-hmm. Verna Jandaroba, who is a good fighter too. Who she, Dang, she looks like a good fighter. Yeah, she is. Yes. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be absolutely insane. I, Piotr's going to get his belt back. And then Jan Blachowicz and Glover Teixeira, that's going to be something else. 
I mean, I'm excited to see that. That's like the day before Halloween. That's sick. Yeah, but that's basically all I have to talk about. It's been a long day. I just wanted to get this thing out there because it's usually we usually we talk about like the fights the next like on a Thursday, and yeah. it's like no one cares about the fights last week. So like if we post this maybe on like Monday, people care more. True. I don't know. I don't know. Or and on also, a Tuesday. Yeah, on a Tuesday. And also what? Also, I don't understand this. This has nothing to do with UFC or anything, but there was a trade today. The Giants just got done <laughs> playing the Pirates. We finally won our last game against them after losing the first two. But they traded their all-star second baseman, Adam Frazier, to the Padres. Like, the Padres got Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier's batting, like, 330 right now. Like, why are you going to do that? Why you already have Jake that? Cronenworth, who's an absolute savage, who's an all-star as well. So, I mean, unless you're just adding depth, like, I don't understand that move at all. Like, the Pirates, they're not playing that bad, like... And Adam Frazier is only 29 years old. They got like some prospects for him, but it was just really confusing to me. It's a because, bad move on the Padres. Well, I I mean, like, why not go after pitching? Yeah. Why, I mean, you, it's great you have another bat. Like, that's fantastic. But you already have an all-star second baseman. And I don't know if Adam Frazier, I mean, unless Jay Cronin can play third base because I know he has a strong arm. But you already have Manny Machado and you have Fernando Tonys. So, so I guess you're just adding depth. So they should have done a pitcher. Something. I was just really confused by that because we just got done playing him this yeah. whole entire week. Yeah. And and now we're going to be seeing probably a lot more for the rest of the season. I don't understand, dude. <laughs> I don't understand, bro. But, okay. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a fun episode. Ow. Yes. Time. Hair. Time look, to go to bed. Look. Ow. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. Later. <laughs> <laughs>